When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Back to McDavid, who earlier tonight scored his 30th. One-timer cleft bomb, rebound, score! Milan Lucic with his third career hat-trick, and it's unnatural, Hattie! The steal by Connor McDavid, 99 points, looking to make it 100, over the line, dishes off, backdoor score! There it is, that's 100! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Are you counting down, Oil Country? Do you know that it's 26 hours until face-off? The playoffs at long last landing in Edmonton. Oilers Sharks tomorrow night. Only 24 hours until the face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. The game starts at 8. Going to be a thriller. San Jose in round one. I can tell you that Couture and Thornton both considered day-to-day by San Jose. They practiced back in San Jose today before flying to Edmonton. So that'll be one of the mini storylines to watch in this series. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. Great show lined up. You'll hear from Rob Brown, our Oilers inside the game analyst also rod phillips in about half an hour the play-by-play voice of the oilers five stanley cups to date and this is going to be pretty cool you'll meet a man named damian ward who has traveled from australia to attend two oilers playoff games pretty amazing story all coming up tonight my name is reed wilkins inside sports on 630 ched you can text 630 the phone number 780-496-0063 this is your nisku ford oilers playoff report nisku ford above expectations the oilers i think for a lot of you certainly for me have exceeded expectations Certainly a uh, relatively youthful team going into the season. They have just under 350 playoff games of experience. The Sharks approaching 1,200 as a team. Milan Lucic with 101 games, so close to a third of the Oilers' playoff experience with one guy, Todd McClellan. Head coach of the team asked about that today. We don't have it, so it doesn't matter. We'll play the game. We're not. If you think I'm walking in the locker room and saying, "Hey, guys, the experience factor and all that type of stuff," hey, I haven't even that word doesn't even come up other than from the uh, the crowd gathered here. So it doesn't come up in our locker room. It's the only way you get is to play. Well, and there's the thing, right? The Oilers will have the backup goalie doesn't get a game played. The Oilers are going to have 19 more games of playoff experience after tomorrow's game, and on and on they'll go from there. I, I like the way that McClellan put that. Because, you know, you you talk about sports teams will often say we are going to control what we can control. The Oilers can no longer control the roster. I mean, you can't make any more trades or, 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 you know, sign any any free agents right now. So here's their roster. 
They they this this is who they have. Yes, they have a lot of young players. Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, two of the youngest players in the league, also two of the best players in the league, both in the top ten in the NHL in scoring. Yes, they have Jordan Eberle and Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, who were there through the last half of the decade of darkness. They haven't played playoff games. So I think they're taking the right approach to saying, why dwell on it? It's it's only going to get in your head or become a weakness if you let it do that. No, it's it's like if if you were if you were playing match play golf against a guy who could drive the ball 300 yards, and you could only drive it 240. If you're constantly telling yourself, I can't drive it as far as he can, then that's going to become a weakness, and that's going to limit you, and that's going to affect you mentally the way you play. The Oilers don't have a lot of playoff experience. Okay. You know, I, 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 think, that, I think that's basically the message out of the room. You know what they also didn't have? For some of their better players, a lot of regular season experience anyway, either, right? <laughs> I mean, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Kajula. Benning, even Cam Talbot hadn't played that many games before this season, and all those guys were able to do all right. So I think they're taking the right approach. Don't let it eat you up. Don't treat it like a weakness, and you'll be fine. Inside Sports on 630, Chad, we have a very special piece coming up on Oilers' regular season review. Some of the highs and lows going all the way back to the Rogers Place home opener. Back in October. That's coming up. Inside Sports on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. This is Matt Hendricks from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. A special season for the Edmonton Oilers. Over 100 points for the first time since 86 87. Home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs for the first time since 1990. The NHL's leading score for the first time since 86 87. How did it all happen? Here's how. October 12th, 2016. A new season, a new building, a new captain. And as always, new hope for the Edmonton Oilers. This shot is tipped in front by Patrick Maroon. Right off the draw. It didn't take long for the Oilers to get it going. Patrick Maroon scored just a minute 10 into the home opener at Rogers Place on the very first shot on goal. That set the stage for an exciting night. High slot. Weidman's back. But McDavid will outrace him to the net. Oh, check by Ryan Elliott. And they're going to call a penalty and a penalty shot wow. for Connor McDavid. A lot of speed as he comes in over the blue line. Between circles, puts the brakes on, dangles, shoots and scores. Connor McDavid, his second of the night on a penalty shot. The Oilers beat the Flames 7-4, then won again in Calgary two nights later. And they were off and running. McDavid driving in, left circle, back door. It's a two-on-one with Nurse coming out of the box. McDavid to Nurse. One-timer score. 2-0 Edmonton. Shot second. Tipped home. In front. The hulking Milan Lucic with a power play tip. Turned over by Adam Larson. Banks it off the wall. Lucic drinks to the pocket. Time score. Milan Lucic puts this one on ice. With a minute 20 to go. An empty netter. And Edmonton by a deuce. The other. Are going to win their fifth in a row. The Oilers started the season 7 and 1. 
Cam Talbot already had two shutouts. Loose and block shot. What a left hand save! But Brendan Gonson, Cam Talbot preserves the shutout. Probably one of the best stretches of my career right now. Just trying to to stay focused and stay confident and go out there and just give us a chance to win every night. You gotta my mindset's just go out there and, and make the saves that I'm supposed to make and uh, hopefully make a few that I'm not supposed to make and give us a chance. But the Oilers faced a tough schedule in November. 15 games, 10 of them on the road. Sidney Crosby takes Larson against the end boards. He tied a three short side, quick shot, rebound score. Connor Sheary had an hop over the left shoulder of Cam Talbot. And with a minute 42 to go, the Penguins have regained the lead. It's 4-3. to three. Time's going to run out. The Kings will hang on and win this hockey game by a score of 4-2. Scoring first, they're shooting the puck, getting bounces, and uh, we're playing behind the eight ball the rest of the night. And it's it's, uh, it's hard. I thought we did a good job. Uh, second period, we fought back. Um, guys didn't quit, but again, it's a tough lead to keep playing uh, catch up. The Oilers lost five in a row and were suddenly just a game over 500. But on November 19th in Dallas, the slump ended in style. Connor McDavid, who bursts into the offensive zone, waiting, loading, backdoor, and it's tipped in by Klingberg, and Connor McDavid will be credited with his sixth goal of the year. Any wrist shot into a crowd, deflected, McDavid, backdoor scores! Connor McDavid's got two! McDavid breaks free, in over the line, one-timer, and that was a slap pass, rebound, score! Funny league, and um, you know, sometimes you get some great A chances and they're not going in. And um, you know, at times you just put it there, and, and um, you know, I get a nice bounce. So uh, definitely a good way to, to break uh, the slump. The Oilers made it to the end of November, tied for second in the Pacific Division. The tension grew in December, and now it's Sekra cuts behind that center. What timer score? Leon Drysaddle buries it. McDavid to the middle, wrist shot, score. Ryan Nugent Hopkins wins the game. Edmonton three, St. Louis two in overtime. Eight games in December went to overtime or a shootout. The Oilers made it through the month with just two regulation losses. Then it was on the road again to start 2017 in a big game from the Big Rays. Here's McDavid in deep. Maroon scores. Backdoor, a beautiful play by Connor McDavid to set up Patrick Maroon for a backdoor tap-in. McDavid slid it out to Gariba. Lows and fires off a skate. Maroon tied up. Backhanded in home. Patrick Maroon frowned the loose puck and buried it behind Duke Rask. Here's a turnover. Maroon to the net. Wrist shot score. Patrick. Patrick Maroon. Edmonton now extends 4-2. Maroon's got three. Later in January, the Oilers rolled into Calgary with a chance to sweep the season series from the Flames. Everly for Clefbaugh. Moved around. New job. One-timer Clefbaugh score. 6-1 Edmonton. The Oilers won the game 7-3 with Laurent Brassois earning his first career win in goal. I felt incredible. Uh, it was nice uh, to get a couple saves early and then get into the game and, and contribute. As the Oilers pushed through February, it was clear they were going to end their 10-season playoff drought. The magic number whittled down as the Oilers went 5-2-1 on an eight-game homestand in March. Then on March 28th, at long last... They booked a ticket to the postseason. Dry subtle, beautiful one touch up the boards. McDavid walks in two on one, trying to center deflected home. Connor McDavid will get credit for the goal. The 
Nugent Hopkins. He, in turn, will move it to Darnell Nurse. Drag move to his right. Nurse cuts in front and tries to stuff it for Slepashev. Broken up. Shot by Grimes. Deflected. Score! away from the postseason. Shoveled down to center. Here's Kopitar. Rich shot off the rush and a save made on Brzezinski by Cam Talbot. The desperate Kings working around the end boards. Martinez. 35 seconds to go. Kopitar deep left corner. Crowd in an absolute frenzy. The puck pinned in the corner. Four players digging at it. Work free to Martinez. One timer up top. Kick save made by Seconds to go. Rich shot saves Talbot. Rebounds on the blue paint. Rich shot Martinez saves Talbot. Kopitar bangs it off the back of the head. 12 seconds. Rich shot Martinez. Save made by Cam Talbot, who freezes the puck with 11.9 to go. Puck is dropped. Oilers come up with it. Edmonton 2, Los Angeles 1. And one of the most storied franchises in the history of the National Hockey League has reclaimed its birthright by stamping its ticket to the playoffs. We're just a more veteran team. I think guy to guy, um, you know, Nugent, Hopkins, myself. Um, you guys that have been here for a while have really had to change our games to, to adapt to, to a winning uh, winning style. And, and, I, and I feel strongly like we're complete players now, and, and, and it's helping. So I think a lot of that has to do with Todd. Um, he's really pushed us to, to do that. It hasn't always uh, been the easiest years, but, I mean, uh, at this point right now, you kind of forget about it. And uh, uh, those, those years don't really matter come, uh, come to there's a couple that have been here through a lot of pain and uh, couldn't be more excited for the opportunity that lies ahead of them. And, and maybe even more importantly, how about our fans? They've been uh, they've been there for 10 years. The ring's been sold out. They've gone through a lot of pain and uh, they stuck with us. I'm not sure that happens in, in any other city in the National League, uh, but it happens here in Edmonton. So it's about time we, we rewarded them. Cam Talbot set a new team record for wins in a season by a goaltender, surpassing Grant Fewer's 40 from 1987-88. Oh, I respect him immensely. I mean, what, what he was able to do in the 80s with, uh, with uh, an unbelievable team was uh, was something special. And to, to surpass uh, a Hall of Famer on, on a list like this is pretty special for me. The Oilers finished the season by winning 12 of their last 14 games. Here come the Oilers, 2-on-1 to win it. Starts with a rush down the right wing, a shot off the pads of Bachman, the rebound Lucic, Fed Nugent up gets back door, and a hat trick for Jordan Everly. The Oilers set a new team record by winning nine straight home games. They topped 100 points for the first time since 86 87. And speaking of 100 points, a steal by Connor McDavid, 99 points, looking to make it 100, over the line, dishes off, factor the first oiler since Wayne Gretzky in 1987 to win the Art Ross Trophy. He ended the regular season on a 14-game point streak. A fantastic finish for McDavid and the Oilers.
Now, into shark-infested waters for the playoffs. A look back on the 2016-17 regular season for your Edmonton Oilers. More memories standing by to be made as we roll into the postseason in Edmonton for the first time since 2006. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. A huge thank you to Dean Vince and our production department for putting all that together. That is great stuff. Get you fired up for the playoffs, which will start tomorrow. 6 o'clock face-off show here on 630 Chet. The game against the San Jose Sharks will start at 8. The Oilers, at least for today, rolling out the same forward lines that uh, played on, uh, I guess, not on Sunday, but on Saturday night against the Vancouver Canucks. Obviously, uh, Maroon, Latestu, and Nurse all sat out on Sunday against the Canucks. So it was uh, Maroon with McDavid and Dreisaitl, Lucic, Nugent Hopkins, and Eberle, Latestu, Kajula, and Cassian, and then DeHarnay, between Pouliot and Pakarinen. Based on today, now we'll see tomorrow what happens. Matthew Benning stayed on the ice longer than uh, Eric Griba, so that would indicate that Griba is playing tomorrow, but but who knows? Well, the, the morning skate is tomorrow, so we'll keep you updated on that. You can follow me on Twitter, the 630 Chet account, and Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. You can text 630-630, our open line, 780-496-0063. Well, this is going to be fun. Rod Phillips, Hall of Fame play-by-play voice for your Edmonton Oilers, is coming up after the 630 News. Inside Sports on Chet. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. McCrimmon jamming it for the Oilers. some highlights from Oilers playoff runs past inside sports on 630 Chet. I'm Reed Wilkins, the man who called those iconic moments and many more Rod Phillips. Rod, welcome back to the 630 Chet Airwaves. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, Reed. Uh, Enjoying a a beautiful winter in Arizona and uh, unfortunately my golf game is getting worse but uh, (laughs) I'm getting older 
and uh, you got to take them. You got to take it a stride at a time. Well, I, I'm glad you summed up your golf game because with the amount that you get to play, I was a little surprised I didn't see you in the Masters on the weekend. But I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you weren't that surprised, I'm sure. But uh, 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 it's. Uh, but it's 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 lots of fun. We have lots of good friends down here, and most of them are Canadians. And uh, uh, you know, it's a nice nice way to spend the winters. No, did you take up golf in your retirement, Rod, or was it a passion while you were working? No, uh, I didn't start playing golf until uh, 2008. Uh, uh, I was thinking about. I knew I was going to be retiring after 2010 so my wife and I went to a golf school in uh, Penticton and uh, we both uh, started to learn golf in 2008 and and uh, uh, here we are today. So who took it up quicker? Who was more natural? <laughs> my wife. <laughs> I mean, she she can't beat me, but uh, she's getting closer all the time. So <laughs> I uh, I'm a little worried about that. If she ever if she ever does beat me, it'll be well. I'll probably uh, I don't know what I'll do, but I won't tell anybody. <laughs> right, it'll be it'll be a secret for sure. Uh, yeah, Rod, you're having a great time, and uh, obviously you continue to be heavily invested in what the Edmonton Oilers are doing. My goodness, ten years out of the playoffs uh I, you know it's it's stunning that it went on for that long but man what a way to end the drought a eh? pretty fun finish to this regular season oh yeah yeah i i mean uh, we have a canadian satellite down here and so i'm i have been able to see uh i i, I watched every game they played this year and uh, it's uh, it's just been a, a really exciting time for uh, i think both for obviously for orders fans but i think the whole city is probably uh, buzzing right now because uh, the playoffs are about to begin and uh, you know we've got a really great hockey team and uh, it's just an exciting time and uh, as i as i said it's it's been a long time but uh, uh, hopefully uh, the weight is going to be worth it. Connor McDavid will uh, has won the Art Ross Trophy. He was the only NHLer to get to 100 points this season, which is kind of interesting, Rod, how things has changed because Wayne Gretzky had that 51-game point streak. He had 153 points just in those 51 games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, uh, uh, do you think anybody will ever score 215 points in one season? Uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen again, but uh, it was a different time, and it's a different game now, and, uh, you know, the, the National Hockey League is just so unbelievably competitive. I mean, it's, it's a tough league to play in, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it's just uh, the hockey uh, this year that I have seen. I mean, all of the games uh, have have been you know, mostly uh, really good, good hockey games. Rod Phillips joining us tonight. You, you know, you you covered those teams that eventually became the the team that won five Stanley Cups in seven years. Obviously, they had Wayne Gretzky and several other great players who wound up in the Hall of Fame or were considered among the best in their positions at the time. Um, but no team reaches the top without some sort of cohesion and attitude and confidence and all those types of things. Yeah. What do you remember about that 
part of it starting to click? Was it the leadership group? Was it the coaching? Was it maybe some good luck along the way? I don't, I don't know. When did you start to get yeah. a different vibe that that team, you know, kind of had the, the right personality as well as the talent to win? Well, you know, I, I think it, it all began with uh, Glenn Sather, uh, who, uh, you know, was coaching the team uh, when they went into the uh, NHL in uh, 79-80. Uh, they hired Brian Watson uh, to be the coach, and he only lasted 18 games, and then Glenn took over. And uh, I think that uh, in the 80-81, the second year they were in the NHL, uh, they they went into Montreal to play them in a best of five series, and uh, they wound up sweeping the first two games in Montreal, and then came back to Edmonton and and won the, the third game and eliminated the, the Canadians. And I think it was then that we started, you know, uh, to think just uh, how good this t- team could be. And then along the way, uh, they, you know, they made more additions and had some really good draft choices that that uh, joined the team. I mean, a guy like um, Steve Smith, a defenseman, um, uh, who was a, a fifth-round pick by the orders, and uh, he came in a big, strong uh, kid, and uh, you know, he he spent a little bit of time in the minors, but he was just, you know, it was good drafting and good coaching and and then of course great leadership on the hockey team uh, uh with you know uh, Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier and and uh you know Mess was just a uh, uh unbelievable leader and just got to be better at doing that job as his career uh, continued but uh, yeah it was it was a great time do you, as we go into this year's playoff rod, do you buy anything into the one of the storylines that's developing here with the Sharks having over 1,100 games of total experience in the playoffs and the Oilers having, you know, 300 and some and about almost a yeah. third of that is Milan Lucic? Is, is that even a concern to you, or how do you look at that? Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's a concern, but uh, it's certainly, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it, 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 does give, it does give San Jose, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 an advantage in some ways because uh, they've, they've got a, a, a whole team that's, that's been through the, the grind of playoffs. And, of course, the orders, uh, you know, don't have that many guys that have, have, have uh, had that, you know, that amount of experience. But um, I, I, I suppose it is a concern, but uh, I think that once they get into the series, uh, you know, they get a couple of periods under their belt, and, uh, you know, having home ice advantage, I think, is going to be a, a real advantage to the orders because we know that that building is just going to be absolutely wild with excitement. And uh, so uh, um, we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, I, I, I certainly like the orders' chances. Rod Phillips joining us tonight on 630 Chet. You know, we referenced the last time the Oilers were in the playoffs, 2006. They went all the way to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. We've been been talking to some guys uh, from that team over the last couple of weeks here. 
and they, they kind of say, you know, it helped them at the end with with Rollison kind of heating up, and then they just got some confidence going. There's, you know, there's that word again uh, against the Detroit Red Wings. I don't know what, what what your feelings were going into that playoffs because there are a lot of people who thought, you know, they'd, they'd be no match for Detroit, and they just totally were able to figure it out in that series. Yes. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, the start of uh, of the playoffs, and then uh, they finished up uh, against uh, uh, Carolina. But uh, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, uh, it was, it was uh, another great time for the hockey team and for the city. And uh, it, you know, it, it came down to, to Game Seven and. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Fernando Pisani missed a shot by about a quarter of an inch to tie it up in the last uh, two minutes of the of the of Game Seven, and uh, you know it was just uh, uh, I'll, I'll never forget because he had a wide open net and the puck bounced on him a little bit and it uh, it deflected wide of the net, but uh, uh, you know. There are good times, bad times, and uh, uh, that was a, that was a tough, tough game to lose. Uh, the team was really, really, uh, really down because they they really thought they they uh, were going to beat Carolina, but uh, it didn't turn out that way. All right, Rod. Well, I know you've had a great uh, winter in Arizona. Now, what's going? On? Are you going to make it up here for some playoff games? And the golf courses are starting to open, so you could do both. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're <laughs> we're heading back uh, in about ten days, so. Uh, uh, we'll be. Uh, I'll be watching some of the, you know, you know, the start of the playoffs down here, and then uh, hopefully uh, on our way back, uh, we'll be able to find a, a bar someplace where I can sit down and watch and watch watch the hockey game. All right. Well, we're always happy to hear from you. Great to hear your voice on Chet again, Rod. And yeah, I hope to see you at Rogers Place really soon. Thank you so much for your time today. All right, my pleasure, Reed. Thank you, Rod Phillips. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet, great to catch up with him. And, man, you can tell how excited he is to see the Oilers back in the playoffs. He called their last postseason game, the Game 7 loss to Carolina in June of 2006 uh, in, in Arizona, working on his golf game, watching Oilers hockey. Pretty good winter for Rod. Saw a lot of wins more than, uh, more well, more than any season since the 1980s. So uh, good to catch up with Rod. Uh, Jordy texted shortly after we played that little Rod highlight pack off the top of the half hour. Jordy says, still get chills when I hear Rod making those calls. Going to be some chills over the next who knows how long now i want you to remember here you can still bid on a loge table for four to game one you can make your bid at 630ched.com that auction will end at noon tomorrow with proceeds going to the edmonton oilers community foundation between 8 a.m and noon tomorrow you can visit the 630 ched facebook page for your chance to win a pair of tickets to game one so through 630 ched and the edmonton oilers community foundation we have the opportunity for you to get into the building and watch in person game one between the oilers and the sharks and of course you can hear the game right here on 630 chat face-off show at six tomorrow the game will start at eight you'll hear from cam talbot rob brown will assess what's ahead in the series Phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. 
Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Don Iverson coming to you from Center Ice here in Rogers Place, and I am as excited as every single one of you here. And to show our commitment, I have a special proclamation today. Whereas the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club has a long history of NHL excellence, having won the Stanley Cup five times, and whereas Edmonton Oilers fans are some of the most passionate, loudest, and proudest in the National Hockey League, and whereas Edmonton is alive with NHL playoff excitement and anticipation in every corner of our city, and whereas all Edmontonians are encouraged to wear their orange gear as we cheer on our team in the 2017 NHL playoffs, creating a wave of orange across our city, therefore I, Mayor Don Iveson, do hereby proclaim it Orange Crush Time in Edmonton, Alberta's capital city. Well, there it is, Orange Crush time. The mayor proclaiming it. The Oilers will be wearing orange jerseys in the playoffs and from now on, switching to orange at home. So uh, orange in the regular season all the time next year. They will not have three jerseys next season. This year they had blue, orange, and white. Blue's gone. I think they'll have slightly redesigned orange jerseys for next season. Thank you so much for tuning in. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. My name is Reed Wilkins. The Blue Jays playing their home opener, by the way, as we check the Crystal Glass scoreboard. For all your glass needs, visit crystalglass.ca. 3-2 Milwaukee leading Toronto in the top of the fourth. We'll keep an eye on that one throughout the evening. A couple other notes. John Cooper from the Tampa Bay Lightning named the head coach for Team Canada at the upcoming World Hockey Championship. And also for the Oilers, the 50 50-50 unclaimed from the March 25th game against the Colorado Avalanche. It'll start tomorrow, $76,000. $76,125, the exact amount that it'll it'll start at tomorrow. So, I mean, I I expect this is going to be a 50-50 well in excess of $150,000 tomorrow. I mean, generally it's been between 70-80-ish for most regular season games, so they're already starting at that amount. So that's going to be another little bonus. You're already attending a playoff game if you're going to Rogers Place, and as the bonus, you can get a 50-50 ticket and uh, win what's going to be a six-figure jackpot. So that's pretty cool. All right, going to get to Cam Talbot here in a second. I want to quickly welcome back to the 630 Ched Control Room the one and only Kellen Kennedy. Kellen, how you been, old boy? Hey, doing pretty good, Reed. How about yourself? So you missed, like, most of the order's hot streak. Yeah. Well, Graz got 10-1. and one, You so. weren't even here for the clinching game, were you? Uh, I was still in town. I was watching that at home, actually, but I, I saw that, yeah. Now, just quickly here, you went to WrestleMania? Yes. How was that? Uh, long. <laughs> WrestleMania was long. Long, Well, it yeah. couldn't have been that good if the the length of it is the first thing that stands out about attending it. Uh, it was okay. Like, the the events down in Orlando were was tremendous and, and that stuff. Um, to, from front to back, they kept us really busy with our, our travel package and everything throughout the entire week. So it was a lot of fun. It's great to meet up with other uh, wrestling fans down there and, and even people from uh, uh, here in the city. I saw some... Uh, person sitting in the crowd at the Citrus Bowl with an Edmonton Eskimos jersey. So, oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Did you go talk to them? Uh, they were like five sections over. So, oh. I saw the jersey. I just didn't get a chance <laughs> to make my way over there. But Well, I'm glad you had a good trip. 
Uh, Brandon Graziano did an admirable job filling in for you as our studio producer for Oilers games. Glad to have you back for the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun. We're going to be busy. Oh, this it's is going to be great. I've I've looked forward to this since starting here in 2011. So this is going to be uh, a true ride of emotions and fun and whatnot. So. Well, as people may not know, you were not born in 2006. No, you were the uh, you're the youngest uh, studio operator ever. In 630 Chat <laughs> That's history. right, I am six years old. <laughs> Glad to have you on board. That's Kellen Kennedy, ready to go for the playoffs. Cam Talbot is ready to go. He has made two playoff appearances, both with the New York Rangers in 2014. Uh, not, not a whole lot. I mean, the, the one game I think I only got about 20 minutes in, and uh, the other game I uh, came in, in in Montreal. I think it was game five. We were down 4-1. Came back and tied at 4-4 in about 10 minutes, and then then the game was really on, and we ended up coming out uh, not on the, the right side of that one, but I mean, it was a good experience for me, and uh, hopefully um, just, just build off of those. I mean, you've played in New York. You, you just mentioned being in a playoff game in Montreal. You've seen what the last few weeks have been like here. Just how much fun is it going to be to lead the team out before game one? Uh, it's going to be an unbelievable feeling. I mean, I, I can't wait to step on the ice the first time in front of our fans for game one. Um, we've worked so hard for, for this all season long. We've come together as a group uh, to get home ice and uh, to be able to play first game in front of our fans is going to be a thrilling experience. Do you see any parallels between you and the guy at the other end, Martin Jones? I mean, you kind of both had to change teams to get a really good shot to be the number one guy. Yeah, I mean, you can see that both guys uh, kind of took the long way up to, to get to uh, to get to where we are now. Um, he obviously got to study under a, a great goalie, Jonathan Quick, and I did the same in New York under Lundqvist. So uh, I think that, that helped us both, knowing uh, what it's going to take uh, for a playoff run. And obviously he got the experience last year, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, to play my game and challenge him this year. You mentioned the playoff experience. That's a bit of a storyline going in, but you know, how do you guys... Uh, and, and I mean, you have had guys who have gone deep in the playoffs, but you guys haven't done it all as a group together. No, I mean, we've got a, a pretty young group and a lot of guys, that, a lot of new pieces in this room. So, I mean, anytime you bring in a bunch of new guys I mean we brought guys in for experience and that's what we're going to lean on so um, as far as uh, the younger guys I mean we just hope that they can go out there and just keep playing the way they've been playing I mean they've been our leaders all season long it shouldn't be any different now so there's an interesting comment from Cam Talbot as as the the playoff experience angle is is getting picked apart here going into this series Sharks over 1100 games total experience Oilers just under 350 but as Cam Talbot said the best players on the team are the youngest players and they seem to have done okay through the regular season now i know the playoffs can be a different animal it's going to be tight checking but there's at least when it comes to Connor mcdavid there's nothing that suggests to me that Connor mcdavid is all of a sudden going to shrink and shy away from the pressure as we get into the playoffs everything about him and his personality and his previous performance suggests that this is the type of thing he wants he thrives on the pressure. He thrives on the responsibility. He thrives on things getting tougher because he wants to show that he's the best in those situations. And I think the Oilers have other players like that that have that personality that they are going to want to embrace the challenge of playing in the playoffs. Now, San Jose, you know, they fair enough, they have guys that have been there. But I, I just don't think this is going to come down to playoff experience. I don't think... 10 days from now, we're going to be saying, yeah, the Sharks just knew what to do and the Oilers didn't have a clue. I, I, I think if the Oilers have a tough time in the series, I, I think it'll come down to other things. I'll ask Rob Brown about that. I'm also going to ask him which depth player or unsung guy on the Oilers might be 
key here. You can also chime in by texting 630-630. It's Inside Sports on 630-CHET. on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 630 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.